Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 218, August 29, 2019. 96 degrees on this day in 1969. That would have been a warm, fair day. And uh, 45 degrees on this day in 1946. Was the fair held in 46? Because it was not held sure. during the war years. I bet it was held in 46. I have a book that we can check. All right. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I have a personal request. Uh, I've been, uh, this is a serious one. I've been trying to reach Marjorie Johnson for two days, and her uh, line is continually busy. Oh. And I'm trying to RSVP to her birthday party, which I cannot attend Sunday out in Prior Lake. And Marjorie uh, set, set me uh, an invite, and uh, on the back it says RSVP to Marlene. Without knowing who Marlene is, <laughs> is that her daughter? Yeah. But not providing me a phone number, ah, so I've been oh. unable to uh, reach Marlene. So if anybody knows Marlene or Marjorie, would you uh, wish her again my uh, fondest happy birthday? But I have uh, kids in uh, from out of town sure. over the weekend. Well, if, and maybe you should just throw out your number if people want to give you a shout. Right, six one two. You would uh, be five, doing five, uh, five. You'd be doing the staff a huge favor because you've been calling her about twenty times a day for the past two days. And frankly, Such, you're driving us crazy. All right. And I think I have Marlene's number in my uh, Rolodex. I know. That's where I got it, and I've been calling it. Well, that's no Marlene, not Marjorie. Oh. Dear Mayor and Staff. <laughs> oh I don't like the sound of this starting out. <laughs> no, the show just started. It's Positive Thursday. I just arrived home from work to my new investment on the kitchen counter my new GL Fighting Stogie sweatshirt. Nice. About 30 my bucks. brother. A non-GLer was summoned to purchase it for me as he was attending the first day of the fair. And now, it's finally in my hands. Nice. However, my delight was quickly faded and my eyes noticed that university is misspelled. (laughs) What? Somebody had one job. That job was to proofread the image which would be screen printed onto the sacred cloth, which would soon be a GL sweatshirt. I can only hope the $30 investment went directly into the scan fund bucket. (laughs) As now and forever, I am forced to wear a sweatshirt with a misspelling from the college in which I graduated with honors, the University of Garage Logic. Jim Brown, GLer since 1993 at the age of 18. The I and the T are in the wrong place. It's universe. Who's the nerd that pointed that out? <laughs> uh, Jim Brown. Wait a minute. So is it just Jimmy the Brown. sweatshirt or is it the It's st- the T-shirt also. And oh. here, uh, look at, look at, there's only one way to look at this. What? They're going to replace these. Are you crazy? Get your ass out there right yeah. now. Oh, yeah, Buy the gone. misspelled one. Bring it to me. I'll sign it. Put it on eBay and double your money. Yeah. That's that's an investment. These it's, are collector's items yes, now. They are. These are collector's items. I'm trying to get on top of this rather than be despondent. And yet again, another failure by those who I am surrounded by. <laughs> those guys. Nutty. Another failure. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going out later today to do the beer show. Well, you're crazy not to snap them up. They're going to be replaced with correct spelling as soon as these are gone. Wait, do we know when? 
tomorrow. No, no, no he said they're going to be replaced as soon as we get the new ones in. Yeah, so they might be, you could, maybe you'll have a chance to take, I think there's 200 left with the misspelling. Yeah. And then they're bringing in a new supply that is spelled correctly. So uh, presumably you'll have, a, have an option at the talk yeah. shop. So what we're going to do is we're going to place the misspelled ones under the counter. Got to have, and you got to say, "Hail the flashlight king!" Yeah, right. to get them. and they'll sell you the secret one. Yeah, that's a collector's item. Yeah. And when you say "Hail the flashlight king" to the person that's taking your order, try to have a Kleenex ready to, to wipe up some of the drool that's coming out of their mouth because they're just going to stare back at you, <laughs> what, what mouth the, agape. The hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> do I need to call security? <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. To hell with that. I'm going to go out. I'm going to take probably the 5 o'clock shuttle out there. You can clean them out? I'm, they're coming back with Papa Bear. I'll buy the rest of them. He's going to buy them out. I'll run. There's a run. I can get signatures from you clowns hey, tomorrow. Uh, check on the uh, status of the mugs, too. Because I do, yeah. They told me earlier when we run out of mugs, they were going to order more. A federal election commission complaint has been filed against Representative Ilhan Omar after a D.C. woman filed for divorce claiming her husband who runs a political consulting business, had declared love for the freshman congresswoman. The ray of hope here, or the positivity of this, is that this is how it has to be looked at. I don't care who her boyfriend is, that, and if she wants me to understand that's none of my business, I, I perfectly understand that. But I have a fiduciary interest in understanding her handling of campaign finances. The, the complaint was filed Wednesday by the National League and Policy Center. It alleges Omar used campaign money to pay for the travel expenses of Tim Minette, who is a partner with E Street Group LLC. And that's, that's crucial. If it can be demonstrated that Omar reached into the drawer of campaign finance money just to fund the travel expenses for herself and her, uh, her friend Minette, that would be an ethical violation and will have to be looked at. Uh, the complaint states Omar's campaign made paid more than two hundred grand to Minette's company, with more than twenty thousand of that going to travel expenses. It appears that respondent Minette's travel, as reported by Ilhan for Congress, may have been unrelated or only partially related to Omar's campaign. The complaint reads, if Ilhan for Congress reimbursed Minette's LLC for travel so that Representative Omar would have the benefit of Minette's romantic companionship, Mm -hmm. the expenditures must be considered a personal nature. When asked for comment... Regarding her alleged relationship with Minette on Wednesday, Omar responded, I have no interest in commenting on anything you are about to ask me about my personal life. Look, lady, let me make this clear to you, Omar. I don't care that you're Muslim. I don't care that you're a woman of color. I don't care that you are an immigrant. I do care, however. I do care, and I have every right in the world to know, as do your constituents in the 5th Congressional District, we have every right to know if you have violated ethical uses of campaign finance money That's and i hope deal. i hope it gets to the mm-hmm. now but there's going to have to be an investigation here to determine right um well what uh, uh, richard painter he's a um, a former chief ethics lawyer in Bush's White House, and he now works for the University of Minnesota Law. He's a law professor there. He says the issue is whether the Omar campaign's payment to the East Street Group were fair compensation, which leads me to believe they have to determine how, if it was phony or not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then what is the FEC going to do, Joe? Are they going to just make her pay it back? I mean, will there be consequences here? 
I'd have to see the result of a federal elections commission investigation. And if they discover that she violated that, that would mean she's done, she's violated campaign finance laws in both Minnesota and at her national office level. Yeah. And lady, again, I don't care anything about you. Uh, I, I do care if you're a crook. And her, her deflection has already begun. I mean, her right. deflection has already begun. Uh, uh, is it, uh, Theo Keith. Theo Keith from Fox Nine. From Fox yeah. Nine. Did we? Did he get back to us? I sent him a text. He is working on a story right now in Iowa. He's going to try to make some time for us. Do today. you have the audio of his story? I do. All right. Then I have comments to follow up on that. Elhan Omar dodging questions about accusations that she misused campaign money to carry on an alleged affair. Fox Nine's Theo Keith joins us live, and Theo Omar is calling the questions you asked her today stupid. Well, Randy and Kelsey, her campaign paid tens of thousands of dollars to a firm run by a man whose wife says left her for Omar in April. The congresswoman says, though, don't ask me about it. Do you understand what no comments mean? Congresswoman Ilhan Omar dodged questions about allegations that she was using campaign money to pay the travel expenses of a man whose wife says was having an affair with Omar. Congresswoman, why are you dodging these questions? Questions. That's when one of Omar's aides blocked me from getting too close. Here's what we were there to ask about. Omar's campaign says it paid at least $21,000 over 10 weeks earlier this year to cover travel expenses for the D.C. consulting firm E Street Group. The firm is run by political consultant Tim Minette, whose wife accuses him of leaving her for Omar in April, around the same time the travel expenses were paid. The estranged wife said in a divorce filing that her husband was frequently traveling, which she says appears to be more related to his affair with Omar than his actual work commitments. In response, the conservative National Legal and Policy Center has filed a federal campaign finance complaint accusing Omar of using donor money to carry on an affair. Hi, you've reached the E Street Group. Tim Minette did not respond to a voicemail Wednesday. As for Omar, she had no intention of answering questions. At a roundtable on food insecurity in North Minneapolis, she started by chiding reporters for being interested in what she calls shenanigans. I will just say I have no interest in commenting on anything that you are about to ask about my personal life. So you can chase me all, all you want. Omar's spokesman said we were welcome to request an interview with the congresswoman. So we have about the allegations. We have not heard back, though. No, you the won't. travel expenses were just part of the payments that Omar's campaign made to Tim Minette's group. They totaled more than $220,000 over a much longer period of time, one year, most of them coming after Omar's landslide win last November. That's all here from the studio. Let's go back to the State Fair and Randy. Omar, it's not about shenanigans. It's about money. It's about honesty. It's legality. About, it's about character and legality. Now, Marty Miller uh, weighs in with a great email. I enjoyed today's podcast meeting yesterday's as I have every GL podcast and every GL radio broadcast all the way back to the beginning. I listened with eagerness today to see if you picked up on something very interesting in Esme's Murphy's softball interview with Omar this morning and I think you missed it. Joe, you mentioned today there was nothing of note to be mined in the news stories of this recent Omar controversy. No, I didn't say that. I said there was nothing to be mined except follow the money, uh, Marty. Uh, as she did her usual deflecting and blame shifting, and he was mostly correct, meaning me. But I heard a gold nugget in one of her statements. 
It wasn't the entire statement, just a word replaced in a statement that I have heard every politician from the beginning of time say, and that statement is, I am focusing on the work that I was elected to do. Remember that phrase? Mm -hmm. Because you've heard it from everybody. I am focusing on the work that I was elected to do. Since she took office, you guys have correctly hypothesized that she is not in the least interested in doing anything for the 5th District. None of her actions demonstrate that they are even in her thoughts. What Esme unknowingly got her to verbally admit at the 1 minute 20 second mark of the interview is that she really has no interest in her constituents. She has an interest in what she wants to do, and she admitted that by swapping out a single word. What she said was, and so for me, my focus is really in doing the work that I feel like I was destined to do. She did not say elected to do. She mm. said destined to do. I think that's a gold mine of a statement for us GLers who have known all along that she has her own agenda, and it doesn't involve anyone back home in Minnesota. And then he linked me to the WCCO news story, which we're not going to play because it's so long. But sure enough, at the very end, she tells uh, Esme, uh, I was, I'm elected to do the work I was destined to do. And that's now not you, a simple... Now, you can say that I'm nitpicking here. No, you're not. But it corroborates yeah. my belief that she has... Uh, she believes she has a higher calling. It, and she's choosing her words carefully. Yeah, yeah it's not a simple misstatement. Correct. You know, you, no, she had to think that Isn't that, that interesting? Out. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. Well, I, and not to mention... I didn't catch that. Arrogant. When you, when you watch the Esme Murphy piece, you know, she was trying to, to, to get there, Esme, I'm talking. I know. And she's just deflecting, deflecting, deflecting. And here's what's going to be interesting. You know, the, the Star Tribune, chief among them, has been treating her with kid gloves since the day she decided to run for office. Right. When the local media decides to pry a little bit here and turn on her just a tad, yeah. she's cooked. Everybody's been protecting her since day one. Well, will they, though? I think they will. We're starting to see it now, especially when she continues to treat local media that way. We heard it yesterday from Tom Hauser. She won't even grant interviews with local media. See, and I'm, I'm going to play amateur psychiatrist here, and I have no busy no business doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's my show. If, uh, if, if my contention about her is correct and that she believes she's destined to, uh, for greater things than just being a, a measly Minnesota congresswoman, that's going to feed into her need to continue to deflect, to protect this, this uh, journey she's on. Mm-hmm. And, and she, she might regard this journey to be so crucial that uh, she can't be bothered with minions uh, hectoring her about right. a measly airplane ticket to L.A. and back. That's none of your business. I'm I'm destined for greater things. I have more on my mind than you you little weasels around mm-hmm. here. You little, uh, what did Jesse call the reporters? You jackals. jackals. I have more on my mind than you jackals bothering you about something unimportant. But it is important. It is important to us who aren't on some journey to save the earth or or to save or to reform america or whatever the hell you want to do and uh the only the only possible way uh, to get to the bottom of this is to examine whether she did or did not misuse campaign finance funds Will you can't we... you can't use that for your personal travel expenses with your boyfriend did you see what her lawyer said her washington-based lawyer no her lawyer's name is uh, David Mitrani. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, there is nothing untoward or illegal about those payments. The complaint, he said, quoting, is nothing more than blustering to attempt to create the appearance of legal jeopardy when there is none. Well, that's, that's what do you expect him to say. Yeah. That's, that's right. her lawyer. Right. What do you expect him but, to but say? But you know what? He, he's right. 
And thus, technically, yeah. Thus, thus, her uh, uh, telling this uh, Theo Keith, your questions are stupid. You're stupid. I'm not going to deal with you. They're, they're, stupid. they're beneath me. Yeah, they're beneath. Me. I have more things to do. Can you imagine mean? if this was Jason Lewis? Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, oh boy. But you know, hopefully Ken, someday it will be. <laughs> Kenny was Kenny was asking about you know the investigation. That's all great. We had was it Draskowski, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he tried. No one will cooperate. That's, that's, that's because the problem. He's a, he's a right-wing nut, Chris. Of course. That's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I introduce an aside? The right-wing nut who runs a family shoe store. Right, right, <laughs> right. An interesting aside that I don't understand, and maybe it's just a sign of the times, is Omar and, and a lot of other people do this, retweeting and publicizing death threats. Well, That I've, to I've, me, uh, for a long, long time, forever, in fact, when you get death threats... You keep them quiet. You give them to the police, and you shut your mouth, and you go right. about your business. Right. Sure was you convenient she had one yesterday, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't very, that convenient? Very. And you idiots, if you did right. that, you're Stop. you're not helping anything. No, you're, you're hurting everybody there. That, that's stupid. Uh, Representative Ilhan, this is for the New York Post. Uh, Representative Ilhan Omar's, Omar's soap opera Love Life is threatened to become more of a political thriller as watchdog groups question whether her alleged affair with a married member of her paid political consulting team constituted an ethics violation. It looks like on the surface that she used campaign finance funds to benefit her partner or her paramour, said Tom Fitton, head of conservative oversight group Judicial Watch, which last month asked the House Office of Congressional Ethics to investigate unsubstantiated claims that Omar married her brother to get him a green card. The new reporting is additional reason for an ethics investigation, said Fitton, adding that in light of the Post, the New York Post's exclusive reporting, he plans to file a supplemental complaint to the OCE. Uh, what's OCE? Uh, Office of Congressional Ethics. And may also ask the Federal Election Commission to eye the, uh, to eye the arrangement. This would be par for the course for Ilhan Omar, as it would be for anybody. But I think she's expecting to be treated specially. As, uh, as a special uh, case. Mm-hmm. Seems like something Vince Flynn would write. Ethics experts and watchdogs agreed Wednesday with the FEC's position that the arrangement was technically above board so long as my net was actually doing work for the money, though the optics remain troubling. There's nothing under the federal election law that prohibits a campaign from paying a candidate's family member or someone with whom the candidate has a romantic relationship, provided that it's a payment for bona fide services paid to the campaign, said Bryson Morgan, an expert in political law at Kaplan and Drysdale. A complaint like this can still be a headache, uh, it is still something that Representative Omar's campaign will need to respond to that will take time, energy, and legal expenses. Uh, added Jan Whittold Barron, a partner at D.C. firm Wiley Reen, an expert in government ethics. Paying family members may be legal, but it always raises political issues since voters don't like nepotism. Meanwhile, Omar denied reports that she separated from her second husband uh, or dating anyone new. No, I am not, she told Esme Murphy. I have no interest in allowing this conversation about my personal life to continue, and I have no desire to discuss it. We don't care about your personal life. We want to know if you're using the money to fly your boyfriend around. (laughs) That's all. Because you're not supposed to do that, Ilhan. (laughs) For someone so relatively new to the country, she really has all all the methods of deflection figured out, doesn't she? Oh, and, this, and the staff blocking or blocking her off so we mm-hmm. can't get by. As you noted, uh, she's not here to represent us. She's here to fulfill her destiny. What, in fact, do you believe her destiny is? 
I mean, what is her end goal here? Well, I How have Vince write this. I have thoughts about that, but I, I, I think they would be untoward of me because I, I have no proof yet. Oh. But I, I think about it all the time. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's take a break because I want to talk about it. <laughs> but, but just imagine. Are you, are you sure you can? Well, when I tell you during the break, you'll see why I can't. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, All right. I, you know, Kenny, you live in her district, correct? Yeah. yeah. Are, are the people in that district going to wise up? Because I don't, I don't have faith that they're going to. The people that were interviewed yesterday uh, attending her immigration forum were fans of hers who uh, uh, really probably don't give a rat's ass about this. No. They, uh, they're one, proud that they've elected a, a Muslim immigrant woman to... to to, uh, One yeah. woman uh, said, well, I think she's an expert on immigration because she herself is an immigrant, and, and the money part didn't even come up. That's just crabby old white guys like me that are worried about it. Say, uh, hmm. there's a back-to-school sale right now at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest got? Lake, Highway 61. Well, Tim Bloom has a great lineup of scooters out there. They're made by Lance and Sim in California, uh, have been since 1968. And they're really a really a great way to beat the gas pump and greet the and and beat the parking crunch at your school or your place of employment. Still got a couple months of the riding season left. So right now, uh, Lance and Sim got wind of uh, Tim's back to school sale, and they're throwing another hundred bucks into the pot. You can take off the price. So a Race Star Forty Nine CC was twelve ninety nine. Now it's eleven ninety nine. The Cabo Fifty was eighteen ninety nine. Now seventeen ninety nine. And the Havana. Classic 50 and the Soho 50, both 1999, are now 1899. They're fun. They turn every errand into an adventure. EcoFun Motorsports also has a full line of Yamaha motorcycles, youth snowmobiles, youth ATVs. That fabulous line of Bentelli e-bikes, the electric assist bike that uh, I had stolen from me by a relative. I mean, it wasn't literally stolen. I didn't have to call the police. Right. But I, it's uh, it's no longer even in this state, and the kid's wearing it out. He loves it. Do you know that the uh, GLers are taking advantage of the back-to-school sale? I saw this. Angela came in and took advantage of the back-to-school sale, took home a new Raystar 49cc scooter to ride at the University of Wisconsin this year. You don't need a license for the 49 CC. Oh, you, well, you can be 15. Yeah. You could be 15. Yeah. Oh, this cool. is addicting. Every day when you do the ad, I check their Instagram yeah. to see what new GLers have gone up there and purchased, whether it's a scooter or an e-bike, whatever. It's right on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. You can't miss it. EcoFunMotorsports.com. We'll be back in a moment. Joe Suchere. Why doesn't it work? I heard it. I heard it. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. It's because this rockin' tune from John Hyde was a distracting Is that just John and Dylan? Yeah. Is this the one I was calling for yesterday? Yeah, the one that you made me feel bad about myself. The scorching guitar from John Hyde. Fact, uh, fact based before we get to your audio challenges. Uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. The email from Montana chef Scott Matura was spot on, completely. But something about that Hitler quote bugged me. It was a little too thought-filled. We definitely want to believe he said it. Sadly, Snopes.com and a couple of other sites debunk the Hitler connection. It traces it to a 2014 novel called Willfully Ignorant. PolitiFact.com had this to say about Hitler in the quote. Instead of small changes that slowly eroded the rights of the German people, Hitler made large changes over a short period. 
Within a month of rising to power in January 1933 as Germany's chancellor, Hitler used the Reichstag fire, the assembly location for parliament, as an excuse to issue a decree that overrode individual rights and authorized mass arrests. A month later, the Enabling Act was passed, granting him full power without having to consult other government representatives. Less than three months after his appointment to chancellor, all non-Nazi parties, organizations, and labor unions ceased to exist. By 1934, the chancellorship and the presidency were merged, securing his position as Führer. There is no evidence Hitler said or wrote this statement and could not be found in Mein Kampf. We rate this claim false. Good luck and keep pushing back. Bernie. Thank you, Bernie. All right. Keep us on our toes. All right, you have an audio challenge? Who's going first? I'm going to go first. I do have an audio challenge for you. Um, and my goal is to make this positive? Your goal is to find the positive, or I would say even relevancy, uh, and, and give a positive twist on this. Right. Uh, Fox and Friends host uh, Brian Kilmeade uh, went after President Trump, and Fox and Friends has been a huge, you know, a Trump booster over the last two, three years, whatever it is. And um, he was critical, uh, the president was critical of Fox News because he said they, they don't, other, with, uh, aside from Sean Hannity, they just don't always portray him in a positive light and kind of came after him a little bit. So this was the exchange between President Trump and Brian on the Fox and Friends. That followed me. And the polls are phony, too. Now, the polls are phony, too. I mean, well, in all fairness, among my worst polls always is Fox. I have to say that, but well, I have the well, worst. I know you were critical of Fox yesterday. You came out and you yeah. tweeted Fox News heavily promoting the Democrats through the DNC communications director, spewing out whatever she wanted. Absolutely. So you were very upset. <laughs> no, I'm not, you, happy, with, I'm not you, happy with Fox. I, I think, you know, people think Fox is for me. Fox is, is good. Look, uh, Sean and Laura... And Tucker has really been very good for, well, Tucker's a little tricky, but that's okay. But he's been very good. And, you know, many of them, you guys in the morning are Ainsley and, and Steve and you, you become, you were solid, I, you know, I used to say you were a solid six, maybe a seven, but you're right. getting much better. You're getting great. But the thing that people should know about us is that I, from the time you were hosting The Apprentice, if you and I disagreed, you didn't mind. You know we disagreed. We talked about uh, President Bush. True. We talked about different things, and it was still okay. Right. So you don't That's mind. Right. So I don't understand. So if Fox comes on and they're critical of one, if somebody comes on and they're critical of one thing about you, it never used to bother you like this. Now, yesterday, I read those tweets hoping to get you on today, and you're so kind to come on. I appreciate it. And I thought to myself, what's bothering you about it? Because our, our channel the, our prides itself on diversity and, and getting everybody in so you don't have to flip How around. How long is this? I don't know what you want me to say about that. that what, what was the point of that? I think you challenged me to find the relevancy. Yeah, more than— It's the- irrelevant. <laughs> It's completely irrelevant to, to have uh, the president spending this much time talking to some bozo on TV. Well, that's what I'm saying. So the the, the non-positive part is this is what makes news. Yeah, I mean, this, right. is on, this is on the Drudge Report. This is on Fox and Friends. I rule irrelevant. Okay. I'm not sure how if I... Does no, that you, mean we tie? Yeah, no, we tie. That, you're both right uh, because this is the news, and like it's you sad. said, and that's it, the negative part. And it generates more news on other sites. And Such is also right; completely irrelevant. Right. You're both right, <laughs> Reavers. Are you ready? Yeah, I better turn my mic on. Yeah, so uh, I, I saw this 
about a week or two ago on social media, and and, and Corey said, I have a perfect audio clip for you for Positive Thursday. Right. I wanted mine to be a bit more lighthearted, given that I knew we were going to go down the Elon Omar path. Mm, and right. there was so, so I wanted to have a little bit more fun with my audio challenge for oh. Positive Thursday. Oh. So this one... You both talked too much before you played the damn clip. I'm trying to Just get cut to the chase here. So this is a look, a glimpse into the future. All right. This is roll call for an elementary school teacher in the year 2029. And I'm only playing this because listen to the names of the kids. We're going to learn. Okay. We'll get going with roll call. If I say your name, just say here or raise the hand. All right, we'll get it going with Apollo. Here. Okay, hey, Apollo 13, anyone? Before your time. Aspen. Present. Oh, I love the Rockies. Axley. Here. Got it. Pretty. Barkley. Okay. Beckett. Here. Beckett. Beckett. Caspian. Is that okay? Clementine. I think I have the wrong list. Yeah, Let me grab right the list. You can stop right, right now. Yeah, Crew. Got it. Kind of like a crew of friends. He's got you. He's got you, Sooch. Uh, Denim. Denim. Like jeans. I like that. That's Re- fun. Reavers Dream. wins. <laughs> Feels like one. Bad one. Throw the Gaston. towel, Joe. Yeah, I'm done. Gaston. I'm going to guess that name stinks. Uh, <laughs> Harmony. With an eye. Harmony. Huxley. With an eye. Indigo. <laughs> 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 what? Uh, Colorful language. That's kind of fun. Jackston. A lot of X's so far. That's fun. <laughs> Genesis with a J. Yeah. Genesis with oh, a J. J. <laughs> God made that name. It was not good. Ooh. Journey. Here. Journey. Spelled differently. Two journeys. That's fun. Uh-huh. I don't know what journey your parents want to name you that. Kaysen, Cannon, Cashton, and Kingston. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, okay. Speaking of K's, Mr. K needs a quick breather. You give me one second. <laughs> He's got you. Yeah, that's fine. There's you no win. spin There's on no, that. The clip that's, is three minutes. There's it's, nothing that can, I can I, say to save that. I put this on par with the hot, crazy matrix. It's yep. so great. The guy that plays, or that the, his name is Trey Kennedy. He's a comedian, but this is so brilliant. I'm going to have to learn to play along. Jackson. Do you realize in the last year, this is the only, the second positive Thursday I've partaken really? in? Really? And uh, I've stated my opinion both on and off the air that this is a dumb idea. (laughs) But Reavers just beat you, so I think I kind of like the idea now. But my way of fighting back is I'm bringing in real positive news, and I only brought in one piece, and it's truly, really positive, and I'm really happy about it. A North Carolina University student arrested with guns and ammunition in his dorm room had studied mass shootings and was making plans to kill his roommate and himself if he didn't get into a fraternity. A student turned him in. He is incarcerated. He is no longer a threat. That is good news. I I, I agree. Uh, Amazon fire has caused Brazil to ban burning for 60 days. I find that positive. What took you so long? That, and they have a very petulant uh, president who won't accept any aid until the people apologize to him. Apparently he was ripping Macron's wife or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think. But we're not lighting any new fires. Okay, that's positive. And the hurricane spared Puerto Rico, Doria. It's thank headed God. for Florida, where it could be a doozy. I think that's when you can but thank Florida God. Florida can handle it better than Puerto Rico. It did yes. brush some of the Virgin Islands. Right. But not, nothing uh, uh, of the devastation of Puerto Rico that we saw recently. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail, Hail you. you. You probably already have this, but just in case, writes Stu, well, I don't have it. 
which uh, is fantastic. Lake Erie and Lake Superior, two of the five that make up the Great Lakes, broke records for water levels this May. Lake Michigan and Huron could follow suit. Naturally, climate change is getting the blame. We are undoubtedly observing the effects of the warming climate in the Great Lakes, said Richard Rood, a University of Michigan climate scientist. But... Just a few years ago, you'll remember this, Rook. We had a guy on from the University of Minnesota, Duluth. Yes. Uh, Climate scientists were insisting that a warming climate would cause water levels to decline. In 2008, Science Daily reported on a study that attributed the decline in Great Lakes water levels to global warming. The researchers who conducted the study said that the drop raised concern because the declines are consistent with many climate change predictions. In 2009, Columbia University's Earth Institute informed us that most climate models suggest that we may see declines in lake levels over the next 100 years. One suggests that we may see declines of up to 8.2 feet. In 2011, the Union of Concerned Scientists said that scientists expect water levels in the Great Lakes to drop in both summer and winter, with the greatest declines occurring in Lakes Huron and Michigan. In 2013, the Natural Resources Defense Council said that it's no secret that partially due to climate change, the water levels in the Great Lakes are getting very low. The same year, Think Progress reported that several different climate models for the Great Lakes region all predict that the lake levels would decline over the next century. The very next year, however, uh, uh, they were proven wrong. So what are scientists saying now? Simple. They're now claiming that the fall and rise of the Great Lakes water levels are due to climate change. <laughs> just to say anything. Climate just, change yeah. is driving rapid shifts between high and low water levels on the Great Lakes is the new consensus, which uh, has <laughs> quote marks placed around it. The truth, of course, is that water levels in the Great Lakes vary over time. And as a matter of fact, they varied far more in the past than they do now. A U.S. geological survey notes that prehistoric levels exceeded modern-day fluctuation. It says that prehistoric variations in lake levels have exceeded by as much as a factor of two, that is, more than three meters, the 1.6-meter fluctuation that spanned the 1964 low level and the 1985-87 high level. And as anyone who's ever lived near the Great Lakes knows, the lakes themselves were formed in the wake of a massive change in the Earth's climate when the glaciers receded at the end of the Ice Age roughly 14,000 years ago. You know what they were, Joe? Glaciers tears right so if the lake's large fluctuations so if the lake's large fluctuations in the past weren't caused by mankind's burning fossil fuels why are scientists so concerned that the far more minor changes happening today are the reason is simple climate scientists can blame anything they want to global warming the climate models are imprecise enough that no matter what is happening, they can point to it as proof that man-made climate change is happening. Too much rain, too little rain, bitter cold, mild winter, more snow, less snow, rising water levels, falling water levels. They can attribute to climate change as a cause of it all. But nothing, but if nothing can disprove a theory, and every intent, no matter how contradictory, is proof that the theory is valid, is that science? No, it sounds like religion, which is essentially unprovable (laughs) also. These are theologists that buy this BS. That's nature is what's happening on the Great Lakes. That's called nature. Carbon offsets will get you by. Just buy those carbon yeah. offsets. I got a great email regarding this. Carbon um, offsets? Uh, bear with me. Because that's what's causing all this, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
Shelley and Paige. Hi, Joe. My wife and I are heading for Europe, but not before stopping in Iceland to pay our respects to the melted glacier. <laughs> we were there in February to see the northern lights, and had we known the glacier was on its deathbed, we would have said goodbye in person. We are flying, although I did consider sailing my 19-foot flying Scott from Duluth to do my part for the planet. Knowing that Greta needs a ride home, I figured I could swing by New York and pick her up. Boom. With favorable winds, I bet we could make Iceland by Christmas. Of course, my crew, the CP, would still have to fly to Europe to bring the vessel home. I will pass along my condolences from everyone on the show. Keep pushing back and good luck, Mo. In other words, GL is now having a personal correspondent at the site of the deceased glacier uh, to offer our prayers and thanks. Mm, thank, thank, you for that. Yeah. thank you. Thank you for that. And... Uh, Wow. Well, Are I we ending it. early today? No. Because you're... Uh, He's zipping through it. You're, 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 you're going through it. Did you have a second <laughs> cup of coffee You're today? going through it pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I better slow down. <laughs> well, As I, the bull says, let's I, slow down and grab them all. I had a couple thoughts about uh, Puerto Rico and, and the missing there and something that really cracked me up. And it kind of proves that I'm, I think I'm evil right to the very core, Such. Okay. It's in today's Star Tribune, the headline, Storm Churn, uh, Storm Churns Towards Florida. Everything I highlighted in this article has to do with mental health, and rightfully so. Everybody down there was really upset, and the mental health hotline was ringing off the hook. Uh, there was actually one death involved. An 80-year-old was up on the ladder trying to clear out the gutters. He fell off. He fell Oof. off. He's dead now. Yeah. Um, but the Suicide Prevention Center uh, reporting a growing number of calls. Is this in Puerto Rico you're talking this about? Is, yeah, this is in Puerto Rico. Um, and everybody down there, all the authorities and everybody, are urging people to stay calm and stay sane. And this is we. there's nothing we can do about it. All we can do is buckle down. And then here's where my laugh came in, because... <laughs> Our president decided to weigh in oh via Twitter, and this poor guy, he doesn't get it. He just started lashing out at Puerto Rico, calling it one of the most corrupt political systems on earth. Their political system is broken. Their politicians are either incompetent or corrupt, and he went on and on and on, and... I sat in here and laughed and laughed and Didn't laughed. Didn't kind of grasp the concept of what and, should And be. I think all it proves is that I, I'm just straight up evil, Such, because that kind of thing shouldn't make me laugh. But I think it, you are, too. It certainly Here's was the worst part. funny to me. I shouldn't make it, you laugh. I heard him in here laughing, and I had just, no idea what he was I couldn't stop, because no. the whole article's about mental health and how stressed out they are, and people are considering suicide. Trump takes to Twitter and just starts rips the hell out of them. <laughs> what a guy! I love that. We're gonna. Oh, uh, I'm so. I'm so messed up. We're. You are. We're gonna be back shortly. <laughs> the Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Who is this? I don't know, but uh, our guy Tony Lee sent this in as a uh, alternative for a song that the mayor likes to use when oh, he's. Uh, my, is this just production music? Yes. Oh, this is fantastic. Non-copyrighted production. So we can play this. We can play this. 
You GLers, can't play that other uh, GLers, I don't know if you heard yesterday's podcast, but uh, I mentioned that I ran into Chief. Uh, he's been corresponding with us for a while now and met him and his better half at the Minnesota State Fair last Friday. Had a very wonderful conversation about firearms and shooting. Uh, he's a he's a veteran and recently um, freed from the military, if that's how you want to put it. But he's into shooting sports, and he told me all about the AR-style firearm that he, with help from the guys at DK mags put together you can do that you can pick and choose parts and slap it together and he said it was a wonderful and fun experience i also on the other hand the other side of the spectrum met a couple that are having critter problems on their hobby farm they're eating vegetables they're getting into buildings they're wreaking havoc and they started asking me about which firearm to use but they didn't have any experience my advice to them is go to dk mags tell them that your story Tell them that you're inexperienced and take their advice. Their advice might be, don't get a firearm. Uh, whatever it is, I'd follow DK Mags and their advice because they're, yeah, they're there to sell firearms and accessories, but they're also honest enough to advise people whether or not a gun is the right approach. The only advice that I always give to newcomers and uh, to firearms and shooting sports, safety training. What did I tell you, Rook, when your kid wanted a shotgun for shooting trap? You said safety. not only have him go to safety training, you go with him. Yeah, yeah, that's Best the idea. most that's Best the idea. most important part. If you're getting started, just getting started, or maybe you're like... Like a chief, you need another toy, uh, maybe gun smo- uh, smithing, holsters, ammo, doesn't matter. DKMags.com in New Brighton is the best gun shop in town. That is not hyperbole. It's fact. Uh, even if you just need advice or information, no matter what your skill level, they will help you, and they'll do it without attitude. That's why I love these guys. And they can pretty much match any price in town. Be sure to check their other location out. Uh, it's up in Monticello. It's called Monticello Pond and Gun. Just another part of the DKMags.com family located right here in the heart of Gumption County, Monticello Pond and Gun and DKMags.com. Doug Heilman from Sioux Falls uh, notes that I just landed in Miami to attend a wedding and I will gladly be your offsite correspondent for the next few days should Dorian hit land near our hotel. Okay. Yes, please do. Yeah, video. Please, please uh, do. take video. Please yep. do, because it's supposed to be a doozy, huh? And don't swear while you're taking video. We right. want to be able to run and air this stuff. Uh, Joe, the quest for a jet plane that does not rely on fossil fuels is closer to reality than ever thanks to significant advances in rubber band technology (laughs) over the last two decades. (laughs) A consortium of aircraft companies are working to perfect the first gas-free airliner, which will be known as the Testor. The plane is made of light wood to save weight and will use a large red propeller as propulsion. (laughs) The crew winds the propeller until the rubber bands are in double knots the entire length, at which point the propeller is released to start the flight. Here we go. Initial flight test results have been mixed. One aircraft made it all the way to the neighbor across the street's backyard, but two other tests were less satisfactory. In one, the plane got stuck in a tree, and engineers had to get a rake to knock it out of the branches. In the second instance, it landed on the roof, and the crew had to wait until Dad got home from work to put up the ladder and retrieve it. Another test is planned after the addition of a third rubber band to the original two to see if that helps improve travel distance. Engineers hope to get at least halfway down the block this time. Time. Good luck, Jack. Fossil fuel user. Yeah. Proud never biker. <laughs> All right. Wow. Here, here. They're out there. You can get them at the, at the drugstore. <laughs> you know, put them together and go. Now, Rook, uh, you are in charge of contacting Martha Stewart. Yes. I. My son and my wife told me about Martha Stewart that was uh, on 
a podcast. A-Rod has a podcast with one of the Barstool sports guys, and she was phenomenal. And I told Joe, we need to have her on. Well, And then Joe added something even better. else. Frequent emailer Tom Wilson says, Martha Stewart is moving in on your territory, and he linked me to a clip from her show in which she is reorganizing and redecorating a garage. I would Whoa. love to talk to Martha Stewart about garages. Oh, it would be fun. What are we putting up? Flowers and paintings? Oh, no, no it was a typical uh, a, a arrangement uh, uh, of junk and getting rid of it and then organizing so you can hang the rake on the wall. Okay, so we're good still. it's still going to be a garage. Oh, yeah. Okay. But the one thing I did notice in the clip is that they came upon the garage wood. Oh. And Martha didn't know what that was. Nobody on the set knew what that was, but they kept it good. They ah, kept it good. Okay. That's they just merely organized it. Good. But Her- some of it looked like genuine old hunks of stuff that's your, that, Oil that's your, best, yes, your best garage The would. show and those clips she would do with Snoop Dogg were outstanding. They were very funny. Well, that's part of the reason you want to talk to her. What's Snoop like? In fact, you have the icebreaker question, uh-huh. Joe, when Martha comes on. Hey, Martha, you and I have both done time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, her doing time turned her into a really cool person. It did. Yeah. 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 Tom Lyman, uh writing from Foulmouth, Cornwall in the United Kingdom, uh on Come behalf, on. I imagine, of uh, Come on, Foulmouth? I'm looking yeah. it up. F no. A L oh, Foulmouth. Oh, okay. Foulmouth, oh, okay. Cornwall, UK. Uh uh, uh to uh, to note Positive Thursday. There was an international balloon race. In 1908, you know what the starting point of it was? Saint and Paul. I looked it up in the picture. Lexington Park in St. Paul. Yeah. You're kidding. No. Yeah. Cool. You're having a laugh. No, international balloon race. And there were some rough-looking balloons back in 1908, yeah, I'll tell you that. they were very primitive. And didn't those, uh, th- that balloon race, I could be wrong, but I thought that's what inspired the maker of the Zeppelin to create that. Really? Yeah. Might be, yeah. might be. And Stacy, our GL geologist, who we'll see tomorrow at the State Fair, notes that uh, very recently, today, August 29th, a 6.4 magnitude quake hit the North Pacific Ooh. Ocean at Bandon, Oregon. No kidding. That's uh, that's very problematic because you'll recall the discussions we've had about the the fault line that never mm-hmm. gets discussed. Right. Uh, the uh, San Andreas Fault always gets all the all, has better marketing. Why right. do you always <laughs> pronounce that so weird? What? San Andreas. Say it again. San Andreas. San Andreas. San Andreas. San Andreas Fault. <laughs> It's like Mackinac Bridge for you. San Andreas. <laughs> well, that San Andreas gets all the uh, the, uh, the pub. San Andreas. San Andreas. San it's and- Andreas. Andreas. What do you work for McNally's Road <laughs> Map and Atlas? What are you doing? <laughs> now, now he's on defense. Right? Yeah. Hey. Now you're like hiding right. with bomb. <laughs> A little nervous since we misspelled <laughs> university. <laughs> Let me repeat that. I was alerted by an email, and we didn't have a sweatshirt in the oh. in the house here. But I knew John Height had one. And I called him at home, and I said, "Quick, take a picture of your sweatshirt. Is is university spelled wrong?" And Height went, "Oh my God, it is." <laughs> and I said, "Send a picture of it and send it to me." So the the poo bobs around here are running around wondering what to do. And I said, "Don't worry about it. These are collectors' items. Yeah. No, we've got to replace no, them with correct no, spelling. No, 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 well, no, they no. are going to." But but in the meantime, we're not taking these off the shelf. No. You know what I'm stunned? T-shirt and sweatshirt both have university spelled wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm stunned by? I'm wondering if uh, GLers are all just dumb. It's Thursday. 
Those things have been out for seven days. Hey, that's that's just that. this seven is the first we've heard days. of it. Or else hey. people already realize, wait a minute, I got a collector's item. But I've got the sweatshirt. My kid bought the same T-shirt. They're both in our house. We've both been wearing them. But it's not just the GLers. None of us dummies noticed it either. <laughs> I didn't we all see have it. one. I didn't see it. I didn't either. But I'm telling you right now, the second I get this show posted, I'm getting on the damn shuttle, and I'm going out there to get me a sweatshirt. Hi, I'm Kenny. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Shattuck writes uh, regarding problem and solution, adulting challenge, lighting a gas lighting a gas grill. Problem, lighting a gas grill. Economical solution, buy a, gra- buy a gas. Yeah, you got me not right. able to pronounce I'm anything. Sorry. It's Three letters, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> buy a gas grill from Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. They'll explain how to light and extinguish the flame, and it'll cost less than an education at Berkeley. Wow, good that's point. right. That's a very good point. You know what? The, honestly, this isn't a plug for Fred, even though it is. Well, that was a plug for I, Fred. Here's why I always buy my grills from him. What the hell him. do you think it was? They put them together for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Matthew was uh, tasked. He can put a grill together. That was one of his yep. jobs. He says, once you learn how to do it, it's easy. Uh, might we uh, uh, remind people that... Uh, well, here, I'll just read you the email. Yeah, let's remind I'll him. read you the email from Chris Barner. P.S. We would love to go to Grunhofer's to buy meat, but I am sure someone would shame us for driving so far, so maybe we'll have to make it a vacation destination from Eden Prairie to Hugo next year. I would love to use Aquaside, but we don't live on a lake. I can't go into RF Molars because I would start laughing too hard about when one of you guys hit him in the ankle and broke it playing golf. <laughs> Having said that, I guess I'm just going to stick to Fratelloni's and look at, look at power tools with my husband. She's referring, of course, to... Uh, uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in the north end of Hugo. It's become the uh, go-to destination for GLers. They meet each other on Saturdays, basically, out in the parking lot. People come in from far and wide. The bikers have coolers strapped to the back of the mm. bike. It's just fantastic. But the but everything at, at Grunhofer's is fantastic. And right now, Spencer Grunhofer is running a promotion. He wants to give away a $250 Grunhofer's gift card to the 1,500th person who comes in and size and signs the Heard It on the Garage Logic podcast sheet at the front counter. Since they started, just uh, there's been more than 1,300 people who have signed that sheet. So and, we're getting uh, close. And so we're getting close to the 1,500th, and they're going to get a $250 gift certificate from Spencer Grunhoff. Is uh, staff eligible? I, I would imagine not. I would imagine Because I'll just go up there and spend the day going in and out of there. out! <laughs> With his <laughs> Groucho glasses on, hat on. I'll be back in 15 minutes, guys. I'll shave the beard. <laughs> Buffalo and elk patties, flat iron skirt and hanger steak, beef short ribs, sliced jerky meat to make your own jerky, chicken brats, pork brats, beef brats, bacon, ham, tri-tip. steaks, tri-tip roasts. Absolutely fantastic. Sweet your grilling jerky. brackets are continuing as we head into fall. With those uh, more than 130 brat flavors, these are pork brats. Absolutely do not boil them. And if you have any questions, everyone behind the counter at Grunhoffers will tell you how to prepare uh, this meat. Grounds for divorce, right? I think so. In fact, Jake was the guy that helped me when I went up there. He is a tried and true GL fan. Jake's a really cool dude. Grunhoffers is at the north end of Hugo, right on Highway 61. You can't miss it. It's the GLers Meat Bazaar. We'll come back shortly. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Well, fellas, the Krabby Coffee Shop bought a pontoon. Hey, y'all. What? What? Here's Kenny. 
rapid news. It better have been from, from Rapid Marine. <laughs> Boy, did I make a mistake. The news from the Krabby Coffee. Is that a picture of it? <laughs> news. <laughs> we'll get to it. You had to pay for that? Let me get to the open. Uh, oh, mother of God. <laughs> news from the Krabby Coffee Shop is brought to you by the Coffee Grounds in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You'll find them online at thecoffeegrounds.com. Get yourself the best roasted coffee you've ever tasted. Uh, by the way, I got a note from uh, Gary Zelmer. Just received my two bags of GL coffee. Outstanding taste in full pound bags. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. It really is. So when I decided over the summer and I started shopping around for oh, a piece God of crap, my. and it's I like found something one. a kid made. The Krabby Coffee Shop, Joe. <laughs> this is this is a brilliant idea. I've got to tell you, we're going seaward in order to uh, bolster sales and expand our market. You're going nautical, huh? We're, we purchased it's a 1989 <laughs> 20 foot sea breeze pontoon. Made it makes it sound so nice, doesn't it? <laughs> this is not a sea breeze. This is a barely a, a float. It was made right in Minnesota at a 35-horse Avonrude, and uh, there is going to be a light restoration this uh, winter, Joe, and uh, next summer we're going to be serving the coffeegrounds.com uh, on all, all over on the lakes in Minnesota and Wisconsin. It's kind of like my idea to, to get a fish house and serve coffee out on the frozen lakes, so this is going to be a brilliant uh, marketing ploy that's going to keep me out of the studio wait, and away from you wait, idiots. Pause. But you got to go. The chairs are not even fast. No, the it's like thing. randomly selected from a. Somebody put them out on their lawn and said free, and they grabbed them. She, she's an unsightly vessel right yeah. now. And you think it's bad. We're, we're referring to a picture that we posted on Krabby oh, Pants News. I'm retweeting uh, this right now. What is the Twitter site? Yeah, at Krabby at Pants, Krabby Pants News. News. And uh, I posted the picture there. You should have That's seen an her. embarrassment to the town of Garage Logic. What is that bench there? Is that like the second that's, level? No, that's a dock. That's on oh, the dock. That's a dock. I thought you were trying to claim it as two levels. You should have seen her when I picked her up. Oh, yeah. uh, she was covered in mold yep. and moss and barnacles. Yeah, it still is. It looks like is. <laughs> And like the fella said, there's not even a captain's chair. There's just a deck and a playpen. It did have, look at the floor, Such. Yeah. It did have blue carpet, yeah. but it was so rotten that I had to rip it out. So now the floor is a combination of rotten plywood and f and carpet glue. And the remnants of carpet. <laughs> yeah, Reavers just, just retweeted, holy hell, look at this floating crack can. <laughs> so... <laughs> And what I'm going to do is I'm just I'm going to replace the wood, but I'm not putting on new carpet. No oh. way. I'm not putting carpet on that thing. And I'm only putting one seat on, and it's going to be the captain's chair. Um, now, think in your mind. You know the uh, comic strip uh, Peanuts? Yeah. I'm very aware of it. I read it every day. Peanut, uh, and you know, uh, a pig pen. Yeah, every day. There's a. There's You'd a. You'd feel very comfortable in this. There's pontoon. a swirl of dust around <laughs> right. pig when you start up this 35 horse heaven route. You got a little Exxon Valdez going. There's a big cloud oh of blue smoke. I mean, it runs like a champ. <laughs> but oh my Once goodness! Once warms up, huh? <laughs> so here's what we need. I, I want the GLs to uh, help me out. Um, obviously, when I'm the first thing I said when I saw it is, "Oh my God, what?" an eyesore and for the first week I owned it we called it the SS eyesore and then uh, I started thinking about other names and we came up with the ghetto barge um, but what's going to happen here and I'd like help from the GLers we posted this picture on Krabby Pants News on Twitter and we want help naming the vessel 
And it can't be anything dirty. We want is it, it to a be contest. Right. Yeah, is, it, it, is the winner going to get some uh, ooh, coffee grounds? Coffee? No, nah, I don't think I'm going to spend that much Not on a the prize. I, I might get them a cup. I, here's my submission. Then I just tweeted it. The the SSFCC, <laughs> the floating crap can. God, it's bad. You know what I was going to go with? You remember a couple of weeks ago I was talking about it, my. There butt. appears to be a hole in the yeah, side on of the, the left side. <laughs> it looks like it caused by maybe a shotgun no, blast. That's where the license is. I took a marker. Oh. Oh, covered it up so it wasn't publicized. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to, I was talked about. I got uh, news for you. You could have had the license. No one's going to come and steal this right, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Remember a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about Hay Belly, this mm-hmm. guy in my hometown. Yep. When I was a kid, he had a Freightliner cab over a semi, and on the front was painted the uh, name. He had it named. It was called Miss Fitz. And the story oh. that he uh, told to us kids was that his wife Mavis made him change the name and add the F. Turned he turned a T into an F uh, because it was foul. Ah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I ran I, into I, Haybelly last week. I asked him about it. He says uh, that's an urban legend, but he he, he gave me the lecherous laugh anyway. But uh, w- so I'm not going to be accepting anything that's dirty, nothing like that. Uh, and I, you know what really drives me crazy about restorations? People telling me what to do about mm-hmm. it. I am not putting seats on this thing. If you want a seat, you can bring your own damn seat or you can bring stand up because I am not putting a seat on this. Uh, so, GLers, if you uh, if you head over to Krabby Pants News, at Krabby Pants News on Twitter, you can check out the photo. And she's she's a charmer. <laughs> and you can submit your... Uh, Submit your suggestions, and uh, we'll pick a winner, and you might get a coffee cup. I can't promise you that, though. But let's talk coffee grounds over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We all know how much I love my coffee. Pretty passionate. I love uh, love it actually more than my family. And it's not just one dainty cup with sugar and milk like Suchi Boy in the morning. It's black and strong. I go black only. And uh, this stuff makes my hair stand up. I need really good coffee. For years, years and years, I bought my beans from a uh, Seattle-based company. Uh, and that was fine until I discovered the coffeegrounds.com. Eric and Julie over there uh, in Eau Claire, they've been roasting coffee since 96. They're darn good at it. They've been to Costa Rica and all across Central America. They find only the best honestly sourced beans out there. They've had a direct relationship with their suppliers for 23 years or more now. It's the real deal. It's all about freshness. To me, that means really fresh and a nice variety. If you like the light stuff, the medium stuff, uh, that's fine. Uh, Even uh, the dark roast stuff is for me. What you got to do when you go to thecoffeegrounds.com, try our blends, the Krabby Coffee Shop blend or the Garage Logic blend. Order up a few pounds. Make sure you use the promo code GL20. You'll get 20% off, and I think that's only going to last through Labor Day. So uh, now would be the time to uh, do it. And if you're heading through Eau Claire, especially tomorrow, Friday Fish Fry, every Friday. Woo! Yeah, thecoffeegrounds.com world headquarters are located a half a mile north of 94 on Southtown Drive. Say hi to Eric and Julie for me uh, and tell them the Garage Logic podcast sent you. Now, there's another segment here, Such, and the second segment of this is helpful, what I like to call helpful advice All right. for the dumb among us. And I may have mentioned this a couple of times before, but it's happening frequently, and I need to bring it up again. I need to tell everybody that meets me, especially here in the hallways and out in public, Stop asking me how I'm doing. When I say hello or good afternoon, 
I want you to do the proper thing and say hello or good afternoon. Because if you keep asking me how I'm doing, I'm going to keep giving you... Do people presume there's something wrong with you? No, you know what is? How you doing? How you doing, pal? What's going on? What are you doing this weekend? And they don't don't mean it. They don't mean it. You you know, they're just... It's a crutch. It's a conversational crutch. Got plans for the weekend? You know what I do? Yeah, I'm I'm really asking him, what are you doing this weekend? I've got a a list of answers that I give when people ask me how I'm doing. My first first and favorite, I'm all caught up on poops. How are you doing? (laughs) Uh, The other one I've started using lately, uh, that heat rash in my underpants area, that's that's cleared up. Uh, That'll end it. That'll end it right there. I like telling them about my fresh hemorrhoids, the size of strawberries, anything. People... When you meet me and I say how you when I say hello, good morning, whatever, yeah. don't ask me how I'm then doing. Then I hope people tomorrow don't approach you at the fair. Yeah. Leave well enough alone. Yeah. Don't get near them. Just people. say hi and keep moving. No, you know what you've done is you've now invited all hundreds of people that are going to show up tomorrow to say that very thing to you. That won't happen. Oh, of course really. it will. The Caribbean Coffee Shop. It's uh, brought to you by thecoffeegrounds.com in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You can order the best fresh roasted coffee you've ever tasted from the Coffee Grounds. Com. Use that promo code GL20. What are you pointing at, Rook? Uh, my retweet. Get them before Get them before they're gone. They are gone. The, you spelled the wrong. Well, Damn no it. kidding. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> what I'm really... I wish I could have saved you a lot of humiliation by oh. getting you to any one of the four Rapid Marine locations, yeah. Ham Lake, yeah. Roger Shakopee, and St. Cloud. Yeah. Uh, because they would have taken care of you in the right way. And they're the best prices of the year right now. You blew it. <laughs> Plus 250 bucks off. All you had to do is go in and say, uh, Garage Logic, you get 250 bucks off. We're talking Lund, Crestliner, Rangers, crossover boats, military rebates, by the way. You vets uh, and military personnel ask about the uh, about the rebates uh, uh, rebates at any of the Rapid uh, Marine location, largest Glastron boat dealer in Minnesota. Probably the largest Crestliner dealer in Minnesota. I would bet pontoons, Mercury service supplies, whatever you need. Rapid Marine could have prevented a great humiliation uh, at the Krabby Coffee Shop. Four locations: Ham Lake, Rogers, Shakopee, and Saint Cloud. All right, I gotta tell you a story. We're already getting names. Uh, how about the mystery? Do you like that? Yeah. Crab faces relief. Do you like that one? No, I, I have to tell you a story. Be quiet. <laughs> Seeing that pontoon reminded me of a story. The All crab right. can. Yeah. <laughs> years and years and years ago, the CP's father, uh, who I think would be charitable to describe him as thrifty. Okay. Uh, yes. Thrifty. From, from what I knew of him, yes. Thrifty. Yeah. And he had uh, essentially a homemade, uh, preposterously ugly and unmaneuverable <laughs> pontoon boat that love, had a second story. Uh, no, upper and a second no. story upper decker. It was unwieldy and absolutely could not be steered in any direction. <laughs> so your hope was that you would set a straight line because he would use it for fishing. You'd set a straight line and hope you got to where you were going and then just wait for the wind to shift to turn you around and get a straight line back to the dock because this thing that was like uh, was like a a garage on some 50-gallon drums. You couldn't turn it. And one day, this is absolutely true, we're out in this thing, and a pretty good east wind comes up. Oh, it's a, But it's a beautiful sunny day, and we 
we absolutely lost control of it. There was no, there was no turning it. Some listing. There was some there listing. There was no turning it at all. It's probably about twenty five feet long and it was full of wood and craft chain link fence yeah. and just a piece of crap. And we're getting, we're headed towards a dock down the lake, a dock where two girls were sunbathing. We're oh, suntanning. No. Oh, no. And we're getting closer and closer. And I kept saying, uh, hey, uh, Leo, you gotta, we got to do something here. I was, these, we're going to kill people. And I'm screaming at these girls, we can't stop. Get up and go to shore. And, uh, and he said, why don't you get in front and get your feet ready? I said, I'm not going to no, break no. my legs. Yeah, you're going to push off. Snap I mean, them in yeah, half. Yeah, you and slow us down my and push legs in half. Yeah. And uh, through the miracle of God and, and heavy prayer during this, this journey, right. we missed the dock but ended up on their beach. And now we have to get out of the thing and wrestle it by hand, turn it around by hand, and set another straight line, fire it up, and go. Head up. Piece of crap, eighteen horsepower Evinrude on it. It needed about a hundred horse Mercury from oh. Rapid Marine is what it needed. Oh my god! And, and ultimately, uh, I think what ultimately became of it, and this, I swear to God, this is true. I think he gave it to a school, and it became a playground fixture, <laughs> like, 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 like a, to play a boat uh, what are those things called a monkey bars. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. So kids were crawling all over this thing. An obstacle course. It was an obstacle course oh on land. God. But uh, would it would it hurt your feelings if I told you this pontoon was exactly what I was looking for? No, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. This is. I mean, I it took me all summer to find this thing, and it's the exact one that I uh, wanted. I have a question for you, Ken. Kenny, and for you, Joe, in terms of your stories, number yeah. one, Kenny, tell me you didn't actually pay money for this thing oh, that was given to you. No, no, I paid a thousand dollars, and it included a trailer built in probably 1939. Oh, God. <laughs> Farm the trailer? trailer. The trailer. It took me an hour to figure out how to use this trailer. And then, Joe, you, <laughs> I want to know, did was reverse an option on uh, on your buddy Leo's no, uh, pontoon? No, 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 no reverse option. Well, it had reverse, but that was that was a <laughs> pimple effect. on the hide of an elephant trying to. <laughs> Ineffective. <laughs> okay, you now you got me going when you said the 1939 trailer. Yeah. In my active years of collecting wood boats, I had a I had a Chris Craft oh. on a farm trailer, a 17 foot Chris Craft, and it came and it was stored in my parents' garage. And it came time for them to move, and everything had to get out of there. And I had to bring that boat back to St. Paul, and the wheels sounded like this. <laughs> so I planned this route, this route that took me an hour to. And I took myself through downtown on a weekend, knowing that wouldn't be busy. And I went by the uh, what's the uh, what's next to Assumption there? The, uh, uh, the uh, Dorothy Day. I went by the Dorothy Day Center, and there were a few boys out front that maybe had a rough night the night right, before. Right. And, and and here I come. <laughs> and every one of them snapped to attention and, and thought, "What in the it was hell like a, a is going on here?" I'm looking around, and the secret to buying a pontoon is getting something that includes a trailer. 
because trailer pontoon trailers are really expensive. So I was in high clover when I found fantastic. this. But I no listen. I had never used a pontoon trailer before. A pontoon trailer before, and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get the carriage to lower. Right. And I thought it was rusted. So I'm out there hammering oh, no. with a oh. with a five pound sludge trying to break the carriage loose. <laughs> My 13 year old nephew comes out. He looks at it and he goes, "Well, what's this cable for?" Yeah. And it was the safety cable that kept the carriage from sliding down. <laughs> You're banging the hell out of it. <laughs> I unhooked the hook and it slid down like magic. Oh, it's just a disaster. I got the name for it, though, right up there. Uh, ding, ding. Ding, ding. Here, Here comes, comes the, the bleep mobile. <laughs> I got to come back and tell you a little something about our old friend, AOC. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. What's this? This is nice, too. This, this is Tony, one of those. This Tony, is another Tony Lee, Lee yeah. submission. Thank you, Tony. Hey, can I tell everybody about a fine restaurant, a fine history, a fine place to get a great meal, Jack's Cafe? You may. Thank you, sir. Spell it for me. J-A-X. And the story behind that is the guy that made the sign for Jack's Cafe, it was going to be J-A-C-K-S, but the sign maker said, why don't you spell it with an X? It will look much cooler. Plus it'll be cheaper. Plus it'll be cheaper, right. (laughs) Right. Did his offspring, that sign maker's offspring, design our uh, sweatshirts, our GLs? I'm going to check on that. I'm going to check on that for sure. Uh, Jack's Cafe in Northeast Minneapolis is a fine place to go for a private party. Maybe it's just date night. Plus, they got the rookie date night menu. You have to ask for that by name. And it is a wonderful four-course meal, including a bottle of wine. Ask for the rookie date night special. But Jack's Cafe has generation after generation of fine dining, fine cocktails. Now, we're running out of time for the patio. The patio and back is a complete experience. And right now, it's in full bloom, and you'll have a wonderful date night. Maybe Sunday brunch for the family, or maybe you're planning the Christmas party, and you want to check out Jack's prior to that. If you're planning your Christmas party for your work, school, whatever the case may be, they have all sorts of different party rooms that can accommodate maybe party at 10, up to 200-plus. Talk to Billy about it, and he'll tell you everything about it. It's jackscafe.com, J-A-X-C-A-F-E.com. If you want to learn more about their history, see their menu, and see the catering menu, you can. They have a website that is very user-friendly. If you want to go old school, call them, 612-789-7297. But the important thing is, for your next wonderful outing, you won't be disappointed. Tell them the rookie sent you. It's jackscafe.com. I swear I heard you listening to AOC audio this morning, Such. I was in here working on my tail off, and you were out there cackling and swearing. Well, and I won't play it because I can't stomach it, uh, but she apparently is uh, in the habit of posting these Instagram posts where all you see is her face, and she's talking into the camera. Right. And, uh, the, her, like Judd does. Her latest is that she's worried about <laughs> melting glaciers releasing ancient diseases. What? Well, she, uh, she believes that uh, melting glaciers could release ancient diseases that the modern world is incapable of handling. She said she woke up while on vacation at 3.30 in the morning and worried about the consequences of climate change. I'm 29 years old. I really struggle sometimes with the idea of how to be a policymaker. <laughs> no kidding. And potentially have a family in the yeah. time of climate change, she said on Instagram Live Tuesday, listing a number of impending environmental catastrophes that melting glaciers and rising sea levels. Scientists fear there's 
There's no science on this, lady. It's not. You can't. There's too many variables. Scientists fear that there's a potential that a lot of diseases could escape these melted glaciers, things that were frozen for thousands of years, and that they're going to get into our water and that humans could contact them. And there are going to be diseases that are thousands of years old that have vectors that we are not prepared for, that we have never seen. The occasional cortex continued that even if primeval diseases aren't unleashed, the effects of climate change would extend the range of mosquitoes. So now we're back on land, I guess. Now mosquitoes are starting to fly farther north uh, that carry diseases like malaria and a whole slew of other things, she said. She said increasing sea levels would be devastating. Not to the Obamas. They're not worried right. about it. Right. They're not worried about it. And by the way, sea level rises, probably one of the most expensive parts about climate change. You think that overhauling our economy to decarbonize and saving the planet is going to be expensive? Try not decarbonizing our economy and allowing sea levels to rise. Every coastal city to go underwater, every Midwestern city or, or large swaths in the middle of the country experiencing drought on a level that we have not seen that's going to be way more expensive. She is just, she's taking care of uh, eliminating the need for her uh, service in Washington. She's a babbling idiot. Yeah. She's a babbling idiot. I'm noticing a trend, too, with both her and Elon. She always, I'm talking AOC now, has to preface everything she says by, I'm a 29-year-old. She does that all the time. A very unwise 29-year-old. Did you know she was a bartender? You know when... uh, Well, we've been through this a million times. Come on, why not? One more no, trip. No, but I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're a product of glaciers having melted previously. Otherwise, we would not we would not be here. Is there a wake for that funeral, that uh, glacier funeral? Or Ooh. is it just strictly do we go right to the service? Well, we got a representative going to Iceland. We'll find us. out. Yeah. We'll find is it Iceland out. or Greenland? Iceland. Iceland. And yeah. isn't Greenland it, was the one Trump's trying to yeah, buy. Yeah, that's what we're going to buy. Isn't it the complete opposite true when it comes to diseases? I mean, the plague wiped out thousands and thousands of year, uh, people in Europe, and now it's just you take a pill and it's gone. Boom, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, plus, wouldn't wouldn't be encased in ice? Wouldn't that kind of kill a germ? You would I, think I, maybe, so. maybe, maybe they biologically can survive in ice. I don't know that. Yeah. Is but it, before are, I went on Instagram to say that, probably, I would look it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I would look it up. You know what I'd like you to? I'd like to see you wake up at three in the morning and talk into a camera for five minutes oh and give us God. give us your deep thoughts. <laughs> Joe, you let off the show with a question about the Minnesota State Fair in 1946. Yes. And uh, I will give you this data. Since its inception, the fair has been held every year with only five exceptions. In 1861 and 1862, due to the Civil War and Dakota Indian conflict. Right. In 1893, because of scheduling conflicts with the World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago. And in 1945, due to wartime fuel shortages. And 46, due to a polio epidemic, oh. you were correct. Oh, wow. 46, they did not have the fear. That's correct, due to a polio <laughs> epidemic. And that was really bad in Minnesota. Right. Oh. That comes from the statefair.org Speaking website. Speaking of the fair. Tomorrow, 1230 to 2, we will be at the Channel 5 building, just as we were last Thursday. I would suggest you get there early so you can buy your uh, collector's item T-shirt and sweatshirt where university is misspelled because I'm going out there. I'm, I'm going to be on the left. shuttle in the next hour, and I'm buying. I'm buying whatever's Post left. Post this first. But also, if oh, you want to, yes. if you want to get a good seat, I would get there early as well. Channel Five has been very accommodating. We appreciate that. 
But uh, I expect a full crowd tomorrow. I was uh, a bit uh, taken aback by the crowd last Thursday. Wow. And it'll be even bigger tomorrow, I guarantee wow. uh, We have a honey queen. We have Princess Kay of the Milky Way. Doris is bringing by an animal again. And we will play Married Forever yeah. with brand new questions <laughs> that are already sitting on my desk. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. That's but a crowd do we favorite. have the time for it? We got nothing but time. We got time. Uh, I do not, other than Johnny and Dylan Height as our musical guests, right. it looks at this point that um, the musical guests will not be able. Well, we have a fiddler, right? Don't we have a fiddler? Uh, we, have word, we haven't gotten yeah. confirmation that we're trying. Cool. We well, Johnny and Dylan will be quite the delight. It'll be action-packed, and it will be f- full of surprises. <laughs> full of a lot of surprises. <laughs> they I've usually got, are. I've got a couple surprises <laughs> at uh, Fairbase. In fact, we want to put money on my bet, my initial bet. Do you think the big man's going to show up tomorrow? Oh, that's right. You predicted uh, Royce was going to make an appearance. I continue to believe that he will. See, I do too because it's you know he'll, he's on Twitter he can't resist more it. than anybody we know, and he's been seeing nothing but state fair tweets. He will not be able to help himself. I think the opposite is true. To paraphrase the great man himself, I think he'll go back to Tangeray Gin before he goes back to the Minnesota State <laughs> well, Fair. Well, last week he tweeted he was in Laverne, about two hundred miles away, not quite far enough away from the fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll show up. All I right, do. GLers, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. That'll be fun. Yep. Huh? Oh, fun food, great smells. Fun uh, Friday. Fun Friday. Are you ready for fun, festive Friday? What's fun about it? I don't know. It's just Friday. Uh, GarageLogic.com. If you missed anything, GL, you want to see the latest cartoon from Greg Holcomb? Yeah, you don't want to miss that. You want to tell your friends and family, go to garagelogic.com, hop on the features drop-down button, and you can check it out, Kenny. Krabby Pants News, at Krabby Pants News on Twitter. Help me uh, name this garbage scow that I purchased. I think I got the right name for it. <laughs> Does the SSFCC count as my submission? Yeah, I like the crab can. I do like the crab can. <laughs> all right, check it all out and more at garagelogic.com. Yeah, the garbage scowl. <laughs> GarageLogic.com. Hey, we'll see you at the fair tomorrow. Uh, we'll see you at the fair Friday. <laughs>